Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. And here we go. Once again, that's the sound of rock cracking, and you've got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday, and you talk about rock splitting and rocks cracking last week. We lost count. There was so much going on, and there's no way we could cover it all. So I've picked out some things that we're going to cover on this week's show that you will not get a magnifying glass on by the mainstream media. Uh, Tucker Carlson of Fox News, he covered this some, and we're talking about Tulsi Gabbard. Who is she? Well, one of the 20 or 30 people, how many people are running for president, but she has enough support that she got on the debate stage last week for the Democrats, but there's some stuff stirring around. And Hillary Clinton said she's a Russian asset. Why? Well, listen to today's show. We're going to cover some of that with some good clips. But I have to tell you, it's been a whirlwind, a lot of things going on. I told you I was going to Washington, D.C. I did make it to Washington, D.C. for the Value Voter Summit. What a great time every year that that is when they have remarkable Americans to come and speak. We had everybody, uh, everybody from Gary Bauer. Dennis Prager, and it was just the list went on and on and included people and politicians like Mark Meadows, who used to be head of the Freedom Caucus there in the House, and now it's represented well with, I believe, Andy Gibbs in Arizona. But also speaking to us, Louis Gohmert, I got to shake his hand, talk to him a little bit. I've met him several times over the years, congressman from Texas. Absolutely a wonderful congressman who knows what direction this nation needs to go, and he's working hard to turn it around, even with President uh, Trump. He even told us about some of the old diehards there in the Congress. He said some of them are so old, he went to one of his colleagues, said he looked at him and said, is that a suppository in your ear? <laughs> and the congressman pulled the suppository out of his ear and said, oh, no, that explains where I put my hearing aid. Well, <laughs> that's sort of what the, the kind of world we're living in today. And we got people who are doing things that they don't know why or how. And they got people calling out things. And that's why I told you we're going to be talking about Tulsi Gabbard. And she's low in the pose, but she was on the stage. And there's some interesting twists that are going on. We're going to get to that in just a minute. But first, let me remind you that uh, Nancy Pelosi had a meltdown in the White House uh, talking about the troops uh, and American troops with Turkey and and uh, the Kurds in Syria. And, and she got up and walked out. Trump said it's a meltdown. She called Trump having a meltdown. Who's right? Well, I'll tell you one thing. There's one president of the United States. He makes foreign policy. He is the commander in chief. And so uh, Pelosi, Pelosi, if she wanted any input, she should have hung around in that meeting. 
but I believe uh, her and Chuck Schumer walked on right on out. And I got to tell you, of all the things going on, uh, there is going to be a Trump rally in the state of Mississippi. And for those who remember back a month or so ago, talked about the governor's race, and we had uh, Tate Reeves on, who got the Republican nomination in the state of Mississippi to be uh, trying to be the next governor in the state of Mississippi. And he is getting support from none other than President Donald Trump. So uh, November 1st, it looks like uh, Donald Trump will be coming to my hometown right here in Tupelo, Mississippi. He was here about a year ago at the airport for a, a quick speech endorsing a candidate but he's coming as a part of his campaign team and uh we'll give you some reports on what it's like when he gets here i'll try my best to get out there and talk to a lot of trump supporters and we've talked about trump rallies and it's amazing how the crowds keep growing and lining up to get in so we'll, we'll be giving you some uh, details on that and i'll talk more about the value voters and the speakers we heard there at the Value Voter Summit last week, incredible speakers. And like I mentioned, Louis Gomer was one. And, and, I, and beyond that, uh, that is usually a three-day uh, event with different speakers. And it wound up with who, none other than uh, President Donald Trump. Had about 800 people in a room for a dinner. And, and Donald Trump came in and spoke, supposed to speak about 30 minutes, and he went on an hour and a half speaking to the value voters. And, and he uh, emphasized the religious liberty, he emphasized right then what was going on with the uh, state of the nation of Turkey and the Kurds and, and explained his uh, reasoning behind what he did. And I have to tell you, most people in the crowd did not like uh, leaving the Kurds on their own with the Turks coming in over the border. But uh, President Trump explained that, and a group that would be normally hostile to him on, on the subject of the Kurds. And that it was uh, hearing his side of the view, his point of view, was uh, something that I think everybody appreciated, but not everybody supports that. But that shows you that even though Donald Trump won't get everybody's support in all things, I think it, it was generally well known in that event value voters most of them were trump supporters and want to see him reelected. so that's a little inside information right there that i can explain to you and i will be glad to tell you that uh, as the as, uh, as president trump wound down in his uh, hour and a half speech that he got uh, several standing ovations and uh, a big one when he left so i just have to tell you that uh, Trump's approval rating may not be going up in the polls nationwide, and I've seen more and more polling that uh, shows that over 50% of Americans now believe Donald Trump should be impeached. I find that hard to believe those polls, the same polls that said Hillary Clinton was going to win. And on these polls, especially about impeachment, it's so easy to uh, miss, uh, to just the mismanage the way the poll was taken. So I just don't believe those polls. I believe it's the group that wants to get the president out. It's just like a coup going on. We've heard people say that. And talk about coup going on. Well, he is president of the United States. And and uh, I just have to say that with people who are lined up against him, this uh, Trump, uh, the 
that uh, Trump derangement syndrome that we've talked about before here, it's going stronger than ever. There's been no cure for it. The only cure is going to be the 2020 election, it looks like. The impeachment, they, the people feel like, hey, we can have impeachment, get rid of Trump. we got to get rid of him or get reelected. Well, that's, that's, that's the way it's looking. Uh, I did want to tell you that uh, last week I did make it down to Houston, Texas for a day. There was a book that uh, is being introduced. It's written by a friend of this program. It's been on several times, Reverend William Owen, Bill Owens. And and, and uh, Bill Owens has a new book. It's called A Dream Derailed. And it's talking about Dr. King's dream that uh, he said has been derailed, has been hijacked by the uh, liberals. And, and he explains in detail why the dream was derailed and how the the far left, the liberals took over this civil rights movement, uh, movement, and uh, and has uh, really has been a bad thing overall for the black population in America. You need to get that book and read it, and I will talk about it more as it uh, becomes available. It's soon to be out in all bookstores. But a dream derailed, and uh, need to put that. Write that down and look for that book. As soon as it gets out, you need to order one. We may try to get some copies we can uh, order uh, here on on my website. But I do want to let you know that (laughs) some crazy, crazy things are happening. Uh, Shep Smith, after 23 years, he left Fox News. (laughs) And... uh, and and you the the CNN the MSNBCs they were crying. He said he's the only voice that was you could bear to listen to at Fox is what they were saying. But uh, where did that come from? It was a shocker to everybody. And then uh, <laughs> the the thing that last week with everything coming unglued about a White House meeting or the what uh, the acting White House uh, director. <clears throat> Uh, Mulvaney was said something that all the network said. Oh no! Now we got uh, quid pro quo, and it's just it's going on and on. The way the media is acting like a mouse trap, just to trap any word by anybody's associated with Trump, and uh, all these subpoenas and and shifty shift and what he's doing as a congressman is in secret. I mean, they want to impeach the president of the United States, and they're trying to do it all in secret. Just crazy times. But now that brings us to, <laughs> the, let me play this clip for you right here. And we're talking about Tulsi Gabbard. And she is running. She's from a congresswoman from Hawaii running for president of the United States. Take a listen to a little bit of this. Well, Elizabeth Warren versus the field was not the only battle that unfolded during last night's Democratic debate. There was also Tulsi Gabbard versus the entire U.S. press corps. Unlike virtually everyone else in her party, Gabbard believes in keeping America out of pointless foreign entanglements. And for that belief, she has been tarred repeatedly and very aggressively as a foreign agent. Last night, she hit back. New York Times and CNN have also smeared veterans like myself for calling for an end to this regime change war. Uh, just two days ago, the New York Times put out a, an article saying that I'm a, a Russian asset and an Assad apologist and all these different smears. This morning, a CNN commentator said on national television that I'm an asset of Russia. Completely despicable. Yeah. 
and CNN doesn't care for her either. We know that for a fact because recent footage from Project Veritas shows a CNN employee conceding that the network is institutionally hostile to Tulsi Gabbard. Watch this. I think the one they don't like is Tulsi. No. They don't like Tulsi Gabbard. No, why do you think? Just because she... Because she supports uh, Assad and she is she's not taking the conventional route like, when it comes to like foreign policy and stuff like that. So she's actually pretty liberal, but yeah. when it comes to that one position, like I think there are a lot of people are not cool with her. Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard of Hawaii joins us tonight. So, uh, Congresswoman, you just heard that. I, I don't know if you've seen that. I know you've been on the road. Um, but there's a CNN employee saying that for taking an unconventional foreign policy position, you are the one Democratic candidate that CNN doesn't like. Does that surprise you? It doesn't. You know, I think it's kind of absurd, actually, that as, as we saw in, in the days leading up to the debate last night, both the New York Times and CNN both ran hit pieces. Uh, today, the day after the debate, we see more of these hit pieces coming, coming out. And uh, for them to, to sit there and try to portray themselves as neutral arbiters, as objective uh, and independent entities, uh, working with the DNC to carry out a legitimate debate is, is frankly, it's just a joke. You so know, it's one of the reasons why I've been calling for, uh, you know, a nonprofit organization like the League of Women Voters right. to actually host these debates uh, in a way that actually serves the interests of voters, Smart. not the profit, uh, you know, the profit bearing corporate interests of the corporate media. I, I couldn't agree more. So so just for our viewers who maybe haven't followed this, the, when we say you've been attacked by The New York Times and CNN, it's not attacked like they're saying your health care plan is too expensive. They're saying no. that you're working <laughs> for a foreign power against America's interests, that you're a traitor to our country. That New York Times yeah. piece essentially said that. What is this about? Well, this is exactly what happens to those like myself who are uh, trying to end this regime change war in Syria, who are calling for an end to our country's policy of being the world's police, bring about an end to these regime change wars. Uh, and this is something that is not just happening uh, to me. You know, when they're issuing these smear attacks, really what they're doing is smearing uh, anyone who's calling for an end to these regime change yeah. wars, including veterans who I meet almost every single day all across this country who are not pacifists, but who understand and know firsthand the cost of war and who are strongly, strongly calling for our country to put an end to these counterproductive yes. regime change wars. So when they are issuing these smears and calling me a traitor to my country, uh, they're essentially issuing these smears and attacks to every veteran who has, has been willing to lay their lives down in service to our country. Now, why is the left, why is Hillary Clinton, why are they picking on Tulsi Gabbard? Why? Well, um, it was a lot on the left. And then we found out that Hillary Clinton said that she was being groomed to be a Russian asset. Hillary Clinton said that. After all these allegations, different things, why are they putting these roadblocks in front of Tulsi Gabbard? Well, we're going to talk about that in just a moment on the second half of the show. But let me remind you, you listen to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. And, hey, you can go on our uh, uh, 
home page right there you can see a book called bedrock truths you want a copy of that uh, click on it it'll take you to my website www.docholiday.org just clip on the book cover there it'll take you right there we got that book and several others we'll be glad to get one out to you and uh we uh know that uh christmas time is coming up so you can go ahead and start getting some christmas gifts uh, order that book and some other books there we'd be glad to get those out to you now it's time to dig into a little bit of why the left is going after Tulsi Gabbard. Why? Well, it's the craziest thing. All my life, the left seemed to be weak when it comes to, to defense, weak when it comes to wanting to uh, go to other countries and police them and uh, the fight wars and other people's wars. It seemed to, it was the left, the uh, progressive, the liberals have said, let's don't put troops where they're getting harm's way. And now, isn't it so ironic, uh, laughable, if we weren't talking about life and death, that Trump is taking this position that for decades the Republicans had, and now the Democrats are taking the role of regime change, policing places and putting more troops all over the place it happened under uh, hillary clinton as secretary of state and barack obama and tulsi gabbard is uh, attacking that position say and she's a veteran she she's a veteran she's been in the military and and what we're saying is this is another way trump is somehow stealing the thunder and they got one lone candidate in the democratic nomination process for president tulsi gabbard of hawaii who is actually out there saying we don't need to be working at in regime change and it's amazing look even th this is from uh, australian sky news let me play this and and just see if uh, this rings a bell for you and this is people from uh not even the united states do you like hamburgers was that a yes well then, sorry, you might just be a Russian agent. At least, that's what our delightfully deranged friends at the Washington Post suggested this week when one of their columnists wrote that, like so much about this current administration, even Trump's beloved hamburgers have surprising ties to Russia. <laughs> Where do you begin with this sort of lunacy? <laughs> Maybe it's safest not to. But... There's a serious side to all this Russia, Russia, Russia paranoia, and it reared its head this week in the wake of this week's Democratic presidential debates in the United States. First, have a look at this clip of Hawaii's Tulsi Gabbard, for my money, the sanest of all the Democratic candidates for president, demolishing the record of Californian Kamala Harris, and particularly her behavior when she was a prosecutor and attorney general in Canada. I want to bring the conversation back to the broken criminal justice system that is disproportionately negatively impacting black and brown people all across this country today. Now, Senator Harris says she's proud of her record as a prosecutor and that she'll be a prosecutor president, but I'm deeply concerned about this record. There are too many examples to cite, but she put over 1,500 people in jail for marijuana violations and then laughed about it when she was asked if she ever smoked marijuana. She blocked evidence. She blocked evidence that would have freed an innocent man from death row until the courts forced her to do so. She kept people in prison beyond their sentences to use them as cheap labor for the state of California. And she fought to keep cash you, bail system in place. 
that impacts poor people in the worst kind of way. Pretty brutal. And there's more where that came from. But here's the thing. Harris is a darling of the media establishment. Many in the American press are calling her Hillary 2.0, and amazingly, they mean that in a good way. <laughs> With various columnists saying it is Harris and Harris alone who has what it takes to beat President Trump next November. These guys don't need an upstart combat veteran like Tulsi Gabbard getting in the way. So for her trouble of pointing out Kamala Harris's deeply troubling record as a state prosecutor in California, Gabbard is now being tarred as, you guessed it, a Russian stooge because the clip of her eviscerating the establishment candidate, which we just saw, went viral. And right. And yes, when we look at Tulsi Gabbard, she single-handedly went to shave with a sword and just wiped out Kamala Harris's presidential bid, it looks like. I mean, she's never recovered since Gabbard was strong enough in a debate to take her one-on-one and, and actually... It destroyed her. She, after the first debate, you remember Kamala Harris seemed to be the star. She attacked, uh, uh, Joe Biden, Vice President Biden, and, and, and really gained in the polls. And then when, when Tulsi Gabbard attacked her, she didn't seem to be ready for the attack, and she's never recovered. But Gabbard, it can't just be she took out Kamala Harris. That can't be reason they are attacking her. And, it, it just it boggles your mind that Hillary Clinton would come out and smear her and call her a Russian asset, saying she's being used and prepared by Russia to uh, get the nomination or go as a third-party candidate and help get Trump reelected. I mean, it seems so bizarre, and yet when you think the Democrats can't get any crazier, uh, one of the... I, I think has some of the best ideas and has a strong presidential look and uh, stance on defense. This Tulsi Gabbard, the Congress lady from uh, Hawaii, and she's being smeared by the left. Uh, once again, uh, Tucker Carlson, after Hillary Clinton just uh, called her a Russian asset and and that uh, she was the being used to help Donald Trump get reelected, Tucker Carlson got her back on the air, and uh, this is what she had to say. Well, thank you very much for coming on. Thanks, Tucker. So just to, to the factual point first, um, are you a Russian sleeper cell? <laughs> uh, look, here, let me tell you what this is about. Uh, this is about Hillary Clinton sending a very strong message saying that because I am and have long been calling for an end to, to our country's foreign policy of waging one regime change war after the next, uh, the likes of which we've seen in Iraq, in Libya, and ongoing in Syria, and because I'm calling for an end to this new Cold War and nuclear arms race, that I am a Russian asset and that I am a traitor to the nation that I love. And not only are they saying that about me, they are basically saying, sending this message out to every veteran in this country, every service member, every American, anyone watching at home who is fighting for peace and who is calling for an end to these regime change wars, this new Cold War and arms race, they are saying that you are also a Russian asset, that you are also a traitor to this country. That's really what's happening here. But to call someone, I mean, it's one thing to say, I disagree with you, I think you're wrong, 
you know, you're crazy even. But to say you're betraying your country, and by the way, I should remind our viewers, you're a veteran. Uh, but, but that any American is betraying his or her country is, is a different level. I, I've never heard anybody at Hillary Clinton's level say something like that. And the reason why she's doing this is because ultimately she knows that she can't control me. That, that I stand for, I stand against everything that she represents. And that if I'm elected president, if I'm the Democratic nominee and elected president, that she won't be able to control me. She won't be able to manipulate me. She won't be able to continue to uh, work from behind the curtain to continue these, these regime change wars that have been so costly. Uh, thousands of my brothers and sisters in uniform were killed in Iraq, a war that she championed. Their blood is on her hands. Uh, I am calling for an end to these regime change wars. This is why she's speaking out strongly and smearing my character and trying to undermine my campaign. And just as she is doing this to me, this is what will happen to anybody who's doing the same. Yeah, well, I've certainly noticed that. Uh, and, but I, I will say it's, it's not just Hillary Clinton. So I, one of our producers pulled together a quick list here. Samantha Power, who was one of the chief porn foreign policy advisors to uh, President Obama has also gone after you. National security analysts from CNN and, and MSNBC have, have joined in. It, it's almost like the Washington foreign policy establishment may not like Hillary Clinton, but they're united with her on this question. Yeah, well, this, this is something that happened uh, from literally the day I announced my candidacy uh, for president. Uh, as I said in my tweet earlier, it's become very clear now who's behind it and why. And it is Hillary Clinton and her yes. proxies, the warmongering foreign policy establishment, uh, who are, are uh, conducting this, this coordinated smear campaign. And now we know exactly why. It's because I am standing up and speaking out strongly against the Hillary Clinton legacy, the warmongering legacy of waging these yes. regime change wars, continuing to escalate these tensions between the United States, nuclear armed countries like Russia and China, this nuclear arms race bringing more profits to the military industrial complex. As president, I will end these counterproductive policies, these regime change wars, this new Cold War and arms race, and redirect our taxpayer dollars back towards serving the needs of our people right here at home. So I want to send a message, Tucker, to your viewers here tonight, whether you're Democrat, Republican, Independent, Libertarian, whoever you are, if you are sick and tired of Hillary Clinton's warmongering policies and corruption, come and join our campaign. We need your support. You can join us at Tulsi2020.com. Whoa, that's a Democrat running for the Democratic nomination of 2020 saying she's sick and tired of Hillary Clinton. Well, you know, how many other Democrats are under their breath saying, oh, my goodness, she's saying exactly what I felt. She's saying, I'm sick and tired of Hillary Clinton. And I, I think she just uh, said that. Now, how do you win the Democratic nomination for president in 2020 by uh, saying one four years ago in 2016, you're tired, sick and tired of them? But, of course, the reason she's sick and tired of Hillary Clinton is because Hillary is undermining her campaign. The question is, why is Hillary and other, and like he said, it wasn't just Hillary, it's others who are undermining the campaign of Tulsi Gabbard. Number one, she's low in the polls. Why go after her? Why attack her? Could it be that regime change 
that is what Hillary Clinton has supported and backed all along, like, like they mentioned, uh, uh, Gabbard had mentioned. Does it does it have anything to do with Barack Obama and all these um, investigations in the Ukraine? And is it tied in some way? Is it tied in the way Barack Obama was so weak with Russia? He allowed Russia, if Russia was the instigator of what was going on and trying to get involved in the 2016 presidential race, why didn't Obama do something? And why didn't, speaking of why Obama, why didn't Obama do something? When President Obama was president, that's when Russia took over the portion of the Ukraine that is called Crimea. You remember that? Weak. They knew soldiers, they knew Russia was about to take over. They knew they were getting going, lining up at the border with uh, these uh, black-clad troops. And, and Obama did nothing. He did nothing. That wasn't regime change. That was uh, Putin charging into a, another country and taking over territory. And President Obama didn't do anything to stop it. And regime change is what Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama did. Remember Libya? How good and stable is Libya today? That was a regime change war. And it's uh, costing us dearly. Benghazi came out of that. Still covered up. Wow. That maybe, maybe Tulsi Gabbard is speaking something so strongly that really undermines the whole uh, direction of the Democratic Party and why is she the only one when used to it seemed like everybody on the left in the Democratic Party didn't want anything to do with policing or moving troops and putting troops in harm's way. And now that's Trump's point of view. Wow, things are really really getting a little strange with all the other stuff going on and maybe attorney general Barr and others will have some news for us next week we'll dig into it and we'll get you some news from the value voter summit some of the things i learned also very soon here look god bless you see you next week right here on doc holiday's rock splitting politics Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.